0: Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts this week. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll look at comments made on the earnings calls of the small number of S&P 500 companies that have already reported earnings for the third quarter. Specifically, what factors were headwinds or had a negative impact on their results? Second, we'll discuss expectations for the actual earnings growth rate for the third quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, how much could the actual growth rate exceed current expectations? But first, let's look ahead to the third quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Analysts and companies have been much more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the third quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 are higher today compared to the start of the quarter back on June 30th. In fact, the index is now expected to report the third highest year over year growth in earnings since the third quarter of 2010. Analysts also expect earnings growth above 20% for the fourth quarter and above 40% for the full year. These above-average growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings for 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts increased earnings estimates in aggregate for S&P 500 companies during the third quarter we typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter increased by 2.9% from June 30th through September 30th. Now this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate usually decreases by four to 5% during a quarter. However, it should be noted that the third quarter bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 3.8% during the first two months of the third quarter, but then declined by 0.8% during the month of September. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive EPS guidance for the third quarter than average. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 103 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the third quarter. Of these companies, 56 or 54%, have issued positive EPS guidance for the quarter. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 39%. Again, it should be noted that although the overall numbers are positive, 10 more companies have issued negative guidance and 11 fewer companies have issued positive guidance compared to the previous quarter. Because of the overall positive guidance and the net upper revisions to estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the third quarter is higher now relative to the start of the quarter back on June 30th the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 27.6% as of today, compared to the estimated earnings growth rate of 24.2% back on June 30th. If 27.6% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the third largest year-over-year growth in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2010, trailing only the previous two quarters. These unusually high growth rates are due to a combination of higher earnings in 2021 and an easier comparison to weaker earnings in 2020 due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. 10 of the 11 sectors are projected to report year over year earnings growth, led by the energy sector, for which a growth rate is not available due to the year-ago loss reported by the sector, the material sector at 90%, the industrial sector at 62%, and the information technology sector at 29%. Looking ahead, annals project earnings growth of more than 20% for the fourth quarter and earnings growth of more than 40% for the full year. The forward 12-month PE ratio is 20.5, which is above the 5-year average of 18.3, and above the 10-year average of 16.4. However, it is below the forward PE ratio of 21.4, recorded at the start of the third quarter back on June 30th, as increases to earnings estimates have outpaced price gains over the past few months. And during the week, 19 S&P 500 companies, including 5 Dow 30 components, are scheduled to report results for the third quarter. 11 of the 19 companies reporting this week are in the financial sector. High-profile companies expected to report earnings during the week include JPMorgan Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citigroup, Morgan Stanley, United Health Group, Walgreens Boots Alliance, Goldman Sachs Group, Honeywell, and Delta Airlines. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is comments made by S&P 500 companies on third quarter earnings calls. While the majority of S&P 500 companies will report earnings results for the third quarter over the next few weeks, 21 companies in the index have already reported earnings results for the third quarter through October 7th. Given expectations of earnings growth of more than 20% for both the third and fourth quarters, have these companies discussed specific factors that had a negative impact on earnings or revenues for the third quarter, or are expected to have a negative impact in future quarters during their earnings conference calls. To answer this question, FactSet searched for specific terms related to a number of factors, such as currency and labor, in the conference call transcripts of the 21 S&P 500 companies that have conducted third quarter earnings conference calls through October 7th to see how many companies discussed these factors. FactSet then looked to see if the company cited a negative impact, expressed a negative sentiment such as volatility, uncertainty, pressure, or headwind, or discussed clear underperformance in relation to the factor for either the quarter just reported or in guidance for future quarters. Supply chain disruptions and costs have been cited by the highest number of companies in the index to date as a factor that either had a negative impact on earnings or revenues in Q3 or is expected to have a negative impact on earnings and revenues in future quarters. Of these 21 companies, 15, or 71%, have discussed a negative impact from this factor. After supply chain disruptions, labor shortages and costs at 14, COVID costs and impacts at 11, and transport and freight costs also at 11 have been discussed by the highest number of S&P 500 companies. Companies that discussed inflation on their earnings calls were divided into four categories, labor costs and shortages, transport and freight costs, raw material and commodity costs, and oil and gas prices. If these four categories were combined, the total number of companies negatively discussing some form of inflation would be 14. It is interesting to note that only two companies have discussed a negative impact from foreign exchange, as this factor has been cited as a negative impact by numerous companies in previous years. In fact, 10 S&P 500 companies have cited a positive impact from foreign exchange on their third quarter earnings calls to date. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is expectations for the actual earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 for the third quarter. As we've previously discussed, the S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 27.6% for the third quarter. Given that most S&P 500 companies report actual earnings above estimates, what is the likelihood the index will report actual growth in earnings of 27.6% for the quarter? Well, based on the five-year average improvement in earnings growth during each earnings season due to companies reporting positive earnings surprises, it is likely that the index will report earnings growth of around 35% for the third quarter, which would be the third consecutive quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 30%. When companies in the S&P 500 report actual earnings above estimates during an earnings season, the overall earnings growth rate for the index increases because the higher actual EPS numbers replace the lower estimated EPS numbers in the calculation of the growth rate. For example, if a company is projected to report EPS of $1.5. Compared to a year ago EPS of a dollar, the company is projected to report earnings growth of 5%. If the company reports actual EPS of $1.10, a $0.05 upside, the actual earnings growth rate for the company for the quarter is now 10%, 5 percentage points above the estimated growth rate. Over the past 5 years, actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 8.4% on average. During this same period, 76% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 7.2 percentage points on average over the past five years due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the third quarter on September 30th of 27.5%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 34.7% as 27.5 plus 7.2 equals 34.7. If the S&P 500 reports actual year-over-year growth and earnings of 34.7%, it would mark the third straight quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 30%. However, during the past five quarters, from the second quarter of 2020 through the second quarter of 2021, Actual earnings reported by S&P 500 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 19.1% on average. During these five quarters, 85% of companies in the S&P 500 have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate on average. As a result, from the end of the quarter through the end of the earnings season, the earnings growth rate has increased by 19.5 percentage points on average due to the number and magnitude of positive earnings surprises over these past five quarters. If this average increase is applied to the estimated earnings growth rate at the end of the third quarter on September 30th of 27.5%, the actual earnings growth rate for the quarter would be 47% as 27.5 plus 19.5 equals 47. If the S&P 500 reports year-over-year growth and earnings of 47% in Q3, it would mark the third straight quarter of year-over-year earnings growth above 45%. Of the 21 S&P 500 companies that have reported actual earnings for the third quarter to date, 76% have reported actual EPS above the mean EPS estimate. In aggregate, actual earnings reported by these 21 companies have exceeded estimated earnings by 4.4%. Therefore, at this very early stage of the Q3 earnings season, both the number of companies reporting positive earnings surprises and the magnitude of the positive earnings surprises are trending closer to the five-year average. Since September 30th, the earnings growth rate for the S&P 500 has only increased slightly to 27.6% from 27.5%. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Inside podcast.